It's Friday evening, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and, uh, and, uh, and of course, Brian, uh, Brian Cullen, who will be along in a while. And of course, uh, the show is, as always, kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. We'd like to thank them very much for their kind sponsorship of the show. And uh, thank you very much for, to everyone for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy what we have for you coming up. And uh, we have loads to come. We have, uh, we're going to start off with... Uh, Rugby view with myself and Aiden, myself and Adrian, uh, Adrian Letty. We're going to be we're going to be bringing you all things rugby. We'll also be talking about uh, you know giving you an update from. Um We'll also be bringing you an update from uh, Buccaneers Rugby Club as regards to what's going on in the club, along with uh, along with inclusion and mixed ability rugby. And uh, of course, myself and uh, myself and Brian will also be bringing you. Uh, we'll be also discussing the uh, the, t- the uh, sp- news and sport uh, from the week, as well as discussing the uh, the results from last weekend's fixtures and the midweek's fixtures in the Premier League. And of course, we'll be discussing our. Uh, our predictions as well for this weekend and uh, of course we'll also be discussing uh, Tuesday was International Volunteer Day and uh, of course we'd like to say well done to all the volunteers uh, locally, nationally and internationally and of course all the all the, all the great uh, volunteers here in Ross of M and indeed other community radio stations including um, Athlone Community Radio and other community radio stations around the country but also uh, in the sporting sector in the sporting sector and of course those looking after the uh, helping to look after the elderly and uh, other aspects of uh, the community right around uh, communities right around Ireland uh, myself and Brian will also be talking about um, inclusion and uh, inclusion and mixed ability rugby and uh, inclusion inclusion tag rugby uh, not just in rugby but all, in, all, in all sports and the importance of that uh, we'll be talking about that we'll be talking about all that and much much more and we'll also have the Roscommon District League roundup as well and much much more so stay tuned and uh, we'll have uh, plenty for you as always we have you you can uh, ring us as always you can te- sorry you can text us in or send us a whatsapp message to 0838599748 that's 0838599748 send in your text if you have any opinions if you want to say hello or happy christmas to anyone uh, we'd be delighted to to uh, do that as well and of course you can listen to us in many ways you can listen to us on the radio on fm 94.7 on the website www.rossfm.ie forward slash live and indeed on the tuning app and don't forget all the great shows here on the radio on uh, Ross FM are uh, also podcasted and available on Mixcloud all your favourite shows there and uh, as always every week from Monday to Friday 9 o'clock right through, or 9 o'clock in the morning right through till 7 in the evening Monday to Friday and there's something for everyone so tune in and don't forget the 50-50 draw the next draw is going to be in three weeks time and uh, there's going to be a number of great prizes so uh, why not enter you can enter online or else you can buy one um, one envelope for two euro or three for a fiver so uh, get the get get your tickets as soon as get your uh, envelopes as soon as you can to be in with a chance of winning that um, I'd like to thank Louise um, 
Louise, uh, Louise McMahon for another great Echoes of Aaron and uh, thanks very much for the, the congratulations there uh, very, very kind of you and uh, also another great show by um, by Joe Brambrick as well so we'd like to say well done and thanks very much to both of those and indeed thanks to all the the uh, presenters here in Ross FM who do great shows and indeed everyone in the uh, everyone that helps out in the radio station and of course our very own uh, Brian as well who's uh, who's my uh, able ready and able wingman and he'll be along in uh, later on and we'll be discussing a, a lot of sports so uh, yeah so to kick off the show we're going to have as always myself and Adrian Lenny and we're talking about all things rugby and that's coming up after this Hello everyone how are you doing you're very welcome to this week's uh, rugby view with myself Adrian Rafferty and of course as always from Craig's Rugby Club we have Adrian Lenny hello Adrian how are you are you well good afternoon Aidan yeah uh, yeah change of weather uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, rain promised uh, for the weekend and the big, the big, the big worry for this weekend now is um, uh, pitches uh, and games uh, because, the, like, even there's the demand uh, for our 4G uh, pitch. Uh, according to John Cunningham, who who is the convener for for our pitch, uh, a lot of people looking for the 4G pitch. So there is there is a, a lot of rain, a lot of rain promise. So uh, I'd say a lot of the grass pitches could be in trouble uh, at the weekend. And of course, that 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 as a result puts pressure on the um, on the four G pitch. So I suppose maybe time, kickoff times might have to be uh, rearranged and things like that. But uh, I suppose we we'll do as we always do every week. We'll kick off with the uh, the most the most important part of any club, I suppose, uh, the future of any club, and that's uh, mini rugby. So what's been going on uh, in mini rugby in Craig's? I'm sure there was blitzes and that happening over the weekend, or there is yeah. uh, blitzes coming up. Just uh, I did when I did mention the the um, weather. The weather had an effect in another way uh, at the weekend with uh, uh, over with frozen pitches. Uh, the games in Westport uh, had to be um, uh, called off, and and also the blitz uh, uh, with the mini rugby in in Mana Bay uh, was called off as well. So uh, between between all uh, between fog and and and. Um, Fast and now the the uh, the amount of rain that's that's promised uh, it it is putting pressure on 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 pitches and you wouldn't think that um, many rugby players would do much damage to a pitch but if you put in mass numbers on on, on in in on grass pitch I tell you it'll be fairly black by the time they come off you know they'll be fairly black themselves but they'll be uh, the pitch the pitches uh, will be rightly ploughed up as well so. But uh, in saying that, uh, our um, under twelve boys and girls uh, went to Galway with uh, Galway Bay Rugby Club, uh, hosted them, and uh, they had a great they had a great out outing there. And you know they were met by international players and and all in in Galway. And again, we we have um, many rugby players uh, going going to Galway this evening. Uh, for the uh, European Cup game uh, with Brits, with Bordeaux, so um, where that's great outings for uh, for these young people to to meet their idols and uh, um, in 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 the sports ground. And now there'll be Bundyaki will be busy signing autographs with with a lot of the Craig's lads uh, this evening, <laughs> and Mark, Mark, Mark Hansen and so on. But again, it's it's an enjoyable occasion. We do get a a, a great feedback uh, from the, from the parents uh, um, of of the young boys and girls that are brought to the sports ground that they 
really enjoy the experience. And that's what it's all about. It's all about uh, the game and it's all about enjoyment and what, what they get out of the evening, the evening out, whether it's whether it's the bag of crisps or the, the Coke or whatever it may be. Um, uh, the, you know, just to, to have a to have a, a, a nice outing uh, to to Galway. So let's hope that the the weather isn't too bad for them on uh, on Saturday or on Friday um, this Friday in in Galway. So that's that's what young lads have to look and boys uh, and girls have to look forward to this weekend. So um, there's no there's no blitz in in uh, in Greg's um, at the weekend. They're they're just going to have uh, training and then they will have. The following week, they'll have the final blitz before Christmas. Um, maybe, maybe Santi might appear as well. And I suppose um, you know, you know, the thing that really makes the experience, and and uh, you know, you get it from players and as in in all sports, be it soccer or Gaelic or whatever. That's that's uh, love that the players have for kids, and they they, they love spending time with kids and uh, giving the the kids the experience. And I suppose they realise that. You know, they were once like those kids were years ago, and uh, you know they've had their success, and that that's their way of giving back. Like um, I suppose it, it inspired all, it inspires those kids as well, and it makes it makes the kids' days, and it, it's nice for the players. The players love to give back to those players because they know that they're the future generation, or they're the next generation of uh, possibly you know Craig's or Craig's or Connacht or. Ireland or whatever, you know, they're they're the the players of the future. Oh, absolutely, and uh, uh, that, that's so important. And as well as that, uh, a lot of the players have uh, families of their own uh, at this stage as well, and uh, they they understand that from uh, from their own family point of view, the the importance of it. And you know, it it, it is uh, it is lovely to see. Uh, uh, players uh, interacting with them even after playing a hard game that they just take the time out to, whether to shake a hand or to sign an autograph or you know uh, some of them loves to have their autographs uh, players autographs on their jerseys uh, signed off and they, they are, they're all coming with their pins and all uh, they're all ready for them coming off coming off the pitch so oh yeah that's uh, that's a great great occasion and we, uh, when we had the Kind of um, uh, squad down in Craig's. So we had a huge um, uh, turnout from all the schools and all the local clubs, and uh, it was a great, a great occasion. And hopefully that in the the new year, uh, I will uh, see whether we can get them back down again uh, to to Craig's because it is, it is a lovely occasion to be able to to, to at home uh, to be able to bring out all the local schools and in our catchment area to, to Craig's. That's it. And of course there might be kids there that haven't played rugby yet, but because you know, if they go if they go to Craig's rugby club and meet these players and might say they might say, Oh well this could be us one day. I want to take up rugby and next thing you know they they take it up then uh, for twenty twenty four that could be their New Year's resolution. No, very much so. Very much so indeed. Yeah. Uh yeah we we um we're um uh, looking looking forward to it and uh uh looking 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 forward to to uh, con- Connors, uh, uh, the, uh in, in meeting all the all the young lads from Craig's and I've been talking to the coaches and talking to the parents and 
you know, they, they, they get a lot out of it themselves. And, uh, you know, once Johnny or Mary is happy, that they're, they're, they're happy as well. And that's what it's all about. That's it. And uh, I suppose that then at youth level, then um, obviously from under 12s upwards, um, you know, there's been, uh, it's great to see that thriving as well. Yeah, we had a very successful uh, uh, weekend of it uh, at, at all levels. At under 14 boys was away to La Rey. A uh, good, great win. Our under 16 boys had a narrow win over uh, uh, Corinthians. And um, our under 17 boys uh, against Banana. And it's great to see a small club like Craig's uh, able to uh, compete with with two senior clubs like Corinthians and Banana and come, o- and come away uh, with, with victories from them. You know, the, uh, Banana has an extremely good record at, at, at youth level and to get another 17 win uh, down in Barana was very sweet indeed. And um, we we also, uh, uh, dur- during the week, uh, we had a visiting team from South Africa as well and our uh, under-14s. Now, they were, they were an academy of, uh, of players uh, from a region and uh, outside Johannesburg. And they, they, there, was, there were schools, so they were well-coached. Uh, they were the stronger. They were the stronger boys uh, from a number of different schools. So they they were very physical, very strong. Uh, some of them are nearly as tall as myself uh, at under forty levels. So they they grow them well in South Africa, and but they are they were, they were powerful. And you know, like in fairness, uh, our lads were very gutsy and uh, stuck into it, and they were it's a learning experience and. We had a you know a good evening with their with their with their coaches and with some of the families and that that was over along with them and it was a good evening in 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 Craig's but uh, again uh, you know all these visiting teams they bring something else we have found similar with the American teams coming that they they are big and physical and uh, whether we're not just growing them as big and 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 as strong in Craig's area uh, anymore but. Um, it it just showed that uh, some of these lads um, yeah, would, would would even take on maybe some of our first team. They were they were so powerful. Their 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 technique was very good. Like they just rolled us over, uh, driving over the ball, able to 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 win a lot of rook ball, mall ball, and and get the ball back. So, uh, you know the, these type of techniques and and ways of doing it uh, when you're coached at school level and being probably um, there a, a lot of them would be probably looking to, to go further seeing that they are academy players really within their schools uh, that they they're a good bit ahead of what our under 14s would be at this stage uh, of uh, maybe if we if we were to take uh, a wider take in a few clubs and pick the best players out of the clubs out of other clubs, we probably would have given them a a, a, a better game uh, than than we did uh, uh, on the on the night. But that's that's it. It's a learning experience and good. Our girls then um, at, at the weekend with great win for our under 18s again as well. They travelled to Ballina and came away with a very convincing win against um, against Ballina. Um And our under 14s uh, girls would uh, played uh, Chumukdrard and had a good win. So. You know, all 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 is good uh, at at uh, mini rugby and youth level, and it's 
it's uh, great to see him. There's a full there's a full run of um, uh, of fixtures again now this weekend. But as I as I said at the opening of the program, um, that will all depend on on weather conditions and pitches. Uh, whether uh, all these games will go ahead or not, Aidan. Yeah, that that's it. And I suppose, really, from 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 the Craig's point of view, you were saying about the difference between them and the, the South African regional teams uh, academy. Uh, maybe maybe it'll have to be go go, go back to the old, uh, cabbage and bacon diet, and uh, you know get the get the get the the build and all that. And uh, but I, I suppose maybe it's the way they do things. I suppose with them academy teams, you know that they're probably. You, you know, their diet is this, you know, the the diet, they have the gym work, they have all these kind of things. Uh, maybe maybe it's kind of very perfect. They have a different way of doing things maybe over there. Maybe that, that could be, or they develop the players differently. Um, but I suppose, you know, from all those aspects, you know, I suppose that the Craig's lads could, could um, maybe learn a lot from that. I'm sure they would have been talking to... The, the those the other lads the the lads from South Africa and learning from them and they 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 might implement that in their own regimes uh, I suppose off off the uh, off the training pitch and uh, match pitch but also on it as well as regards to how the train and things like that maybe things could be implemented and maybe that that might would that that would benefit them going going forward as well but. Uh, you know, to uh, uh, as well as that, we we acknowledge the great work that the coaches are doing out in Craig's, and it's it's great to see the enthusiasm both from the players and the uh, and the uh, the enthusiasm from the from the coaches because uh, the coaches are doing it at quite a high level there as well, aren't they? Yeah, well, you see, they're all doing it on a voluntary basis, and I suppose like the difference between a club and and a school, a school probably if they have. Teachers and that within the school, they're 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 able to give them the, a lot more attention and personal training and uh, working out a program for them that they that they can do in their off time in school. So they are probably uh, uh, more developed at at this stage of their of their uh, life than than say players here in in, in Ireland. But it's uh, you're right. Uh, it's something that we we can learn. Um, and learn how what what the, what they're doing differently than 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 we are, and how how we can progress and maybe get get up to that level because it is important that well, the quicker that you you get into the system, but at the same time you don't want to uh, overemphasize uh, a structure of 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 gym work at too young of age for for players either, and they do they do need to. To, you know, it's not it's not all about winning. It's all about uh, as much as enjoyment and comradeship and what they do learn and that they're playing playing at that level. So it's uh, it's important to to keep keep your focus right as well. And um, and I wouldn't like to see uh, a lot of younger players uh, in uh, pumping weights and that they're in local gyms either. So. Uh, I'd be I'd be a bit concerned to to see, see that happen. So um, the other uh, on the senior level, then our women uh, had a game against Westport. Uh, we had probably nine um, uh, women playing that w- uh, would nearly be their first game of rugby or the second game of rugby. That, but uh, Westport is a more of a seasoned team. They have been together for for some time. We're only starting up a senior side in in Craig, so it was a 
a good game, a good experience. Now, uh, Craig's came out the wrong side of it in relation to the scoreline. But again, as I say, it wasn't all about the scoreline. It was about participating, getting involved, getting the team on the pitch. And um, yeah, for, for them girls to, to learn from, from their mistakes and to, and hopefully that by, by, by doing that, that we can uh, progress. And if they continue training the way they are, uh, from now over the Christmas period, you know they will improve coming into the the new year. That's it because I saw the um, I saw the article actually on on the on the Craig's Rugby Club website, and I just like I comment liked and commented, and I shared it on the uh, Ross FM Sport uh, Facebook page as well. And uh, I did put in a comment on it, say like you know the results, just like what you had said, the results uh, maybe would have been nice or whatever, but. The more important thing was getting the girls out onto the pitch and getting them playing rugby. And, uh, you know, look, from every match, there's positives and negatives, positives that you can build on, negatives that you can learn from. So there's there really, when you kind of think of it that way, there's no kind of negative stuff. You're either you're either learning or you're building on what, what you've seen. And I mean, um, having played that first one, it, it's, it's a great experience and they can build on that. And then take it into their next one when their when their next game is on and improve on that and sure uh, incrementally then match on match they'll they'll be improving now you know whatever rate uh, that 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 depends but the the key thing is that they are learning uh, fr- from each game and improving and look the rate doesn't matter so long as they get there it's it's like uh, you know the sli- the 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 snail goes nice and slow. Uh, but uh, to Jerusalem, but eventually he gets there, and that that's what that's the key. And uh, you know, but the, but I think the the key thing with these girls as well is they have a great attitude and enthusiasm, and that that seems to be coming from the the games as well. And with, with that in mind, then that they'll have no problem learning and moving on and moving on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know that's that's what it's all about, and let's let's hope now that uh, they will stick together and. Uh, uh, work on uh, a lot of their techniques and that they're between now and and, and uh, their next fixture early in the new year. Um, last weekend, uh, on the men's side of things, the, the first and seconds had uh, a week off. Um, the, a lot of training going on now in preparation for um, the league programme this weekend. They, they take on uh, Choom at home and Craig's uh, on, on Sunday. Uh, Chum was the winners of the uh, Cali Cup final on on uh, last Saturday in in Galwegians. They defeated um, they defeated Dunmore. So uh, again, Chum Chum are a very good side. They they were actually in two finals on on the on the on the same day. They, later on that they played their first game in Galwegians. The seconds their their seconds was in a. In a final against um, uh, Malave, and they just narrowly lost out by two points in in that game. So, like both games were very close, uh, but like it just shows how strong um, the player pool is in uh, Chum at the moment. So, our first will have to be rightly switched on on on, uh, on Sunday uh, against against Chum and. Uh, uh, that will be um, an interesting game. It will be an important game uh, for Craig's to 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 get a victory uh, in on, on on Sunday. While our seconds um, travel down to 
uh, play Carrick and Shannon uh, on Sunday also. So, uh, again, that will be a good battle and it will be interesting to see how our development side is is, is progressing. Um, they, you know, they had a good win against um, Our Lady Spies Club in their last game. So, let's hope that they will continue to do that against Carrick and Shannon this Sunday. And you you were just saying there about how um what what a good team Tume are, and uh, you know and how, how focused obviously quite rightly that uh, the Craig's first team will have to be um, against them. But I suppose you, you know I suppose in their preparations for this week, and you know ahead of the ahead ahead of that match, what are the little things that you think that maybe um. I suppose that uh, they'll be the the Craig's Rugby Club, the first team will will need to be aware of and need to, uh, I suppose, nail down. And the I suppose more so, the key in any game, I suppose, is a good start. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's uh, where we lost out against Connemara. We get we gave Connemara a ten point start, so we wouldn't want to do that against Chum. So it's important that we're heading um, out on that pitch that we're properly focused. Uh, focus from the very start that we get get, get stuck in. Don't uh, give uh, an inch to um, to uh, Chum. And the the important thing is that uh, our forwards will will uh, have to be uh, fairly ag- aggressive and fairly up up front uh, against um, uh, the Chum pack because the Chum pack are, are a very strong outfit. So. You know, they're if they get good ball in 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 the in the pack, the, you know, the, for their back line, um, it it could prove difficult uh, for Craig. So it's important that our forwards uh, uh, get get into it from from the very beginning and, and stamp their authority both in both in rooks and malls, lineouts, uh, scrums, and and, and overall um, that we 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 need them to to be involved, in. and also that our defence. Uh, stands up and uh, puts puts in the tackles. We don't want to see anybody out there hiding on on Sunday. That we want to see all players uh, fully take uh, taking part in 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 the game. And I suppose, like physically, uh, fi- both with regards to the physicality stakes, but also the height stakes. Would you say that they're kind of even, Stevens, in that in that way, or or have have Craig's got an advantage in one thing more so than the other against Chum, or how, how do you see that happening, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, 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 I can see it being a fairly even game. I can't, I can't see uh, uh, a lot in it. Mm. Um, you know, as, as they, uh, if they play up to the way they have been playing and the way they played in the Cali Cup final, um, they are uh, uh, could be a difficult side to to. Uh, to defeat and, and and let's hope that uh, our boys realise that and 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 um, get 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 absolutely stuck into them. And I suppose that they'll uh, probably like they have with, with any of the teams. I suppose that they'll be coming up against this year. Um, they'll know a certain amount of the players anyway as well, and uh, they'll have a fair idea of what they're like as well. Like I mean, the players individually. Yeah, that's it, and home advantage will be will be ahead to us on uh, on Sunday as well. So, uh, you know, with all that uh, going, uh, that'll be something in our favour. But uh, you have to, <coughs> you you can't let home advantage uh, win a game for you. It's like uh, some people think the wind will win the game for you, but you have to play at the same time. So 
that's what we we have to we have to do. That's it. I'm moving on then to the AIL <laughs> section, and I suppose the the the, the teams in the from uh, the West that are involved in the AIL section. How uh, I, I suppose the fixtures that they have and how they're getting on. Yeah, we had big uh, fortunes at the weekend. Uh, we had we had two teams that uh, came away with very narrow wins, with one and two points uh, wins. Uh, both Sligo and Corinthians uh, had uh, uh, had wins. Um, unfortunately, Buccaneers went down uh, uh, against Nias. The, the game was actually switched uh, from uh, Nias to the 4G pitch in Tullow. So um, Buccaneers people had to travel that bit further down to down to Tullow to play the game. So the Buccaneers, Galwiches and Ballina, uh lost out on, um, in the AIL. Now they all have uh, they all uh, are out again uh, this weekend um, uh, and in and let's hope that you know uh, that fortunes will will change for them and that they will get into a better situation. Like Buccaneers definitely have to have to improve on on their on their previous games um, and you know they showed signs against uh, against Nice but it wasn't just uh, it wasn't good enough they. They shipped a few injuries as well. Uh, Danny Quarter, um, their big second row, there got 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 injured, and they made they, they made a, uh, a number of changes from the the previous week. And you know they, themselves and Ballina, Ballina are really struggling in the lower AIL division. And um, you know they are in danger of 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 losing out of AIL if they don't get a few wins uh, shortly. So uh, that's. That's the scenario that's facing Ballina. So uh, now, last year they, they struggled in the early part of the season, and but with the help of uh, of, of some players from from junior clubs that played uh, dual status with them, uh, they they improved their position after Christmas, and and it was sufficient for them to to stay up. So let's hope they can turn the corner again uh, this year. That's it, and we'd like to wish all the teams all the best of luck this weekend. And uh, I suppose that takes us on finally to uh, to Connacht Rugby. Uh, you just said there earlier on they're uh, they're they're playing Bordeaux in the sports grounds uh, this evening. So that should be uh, that should be a great game. I suppose you're, there, there's something special. Well, obviously the URC is is a great competition as well, but uh, there's something special about a European night in um, in, in the sports grounds, isn't there? Yeah, the URC will be uh, taking a break for these two weekends now. It will be into the European Cup. Uh, we had a fantastic uh, cliffhanger in, um, in in Galway last uh, Saturday evening uh, against Leinster. And we were all singing the fields of Athen Rye and even Christmas songs with two minutes to go, thinking we had it in the bag. But um, unfortunately, uh, we made a, a couple of crucial errors, both in the... In, in one particular scrum and and getting a crooked in the line out that got got Linster back into uh, our half and uh, that that was the changing of the game and the, the final final play of the game was that uh, uh, Linster got in for for Cairn um, uh, Farley uh, from Linster got a, the full back got in for a try um, to Sikkim Galway you, you could hear. Um, uh, could hear a pin drop uh, uh, when 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 he scored. Um, you know, like I, I was on the clan stand, and 
uh, as I said, the atmosphere up to up to that was absolutely fantastic. But you know, it's it's just hard one. It was a hard pill and hard to take. And very, you know, I I felt sorry for for the players too because like it is it is tough for the players and they have to build themselves up and be be ready for this Friday night. And I was talking to a, a cousin of mine in Dublin who's a Leinster supporter, and he was watching the game on television, and he says. He said he thought something had happened to the television, that the sound went in the television. So it was obvious on the television that they, you know, with the noise of the crowd and that there, that the silence in the sports ground uh, after that score uh, was 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 obvious for people watching it on television as well. But as you rightly says, there is there is always a buzz about the European Cup competitions and um, it used to be known as the Heineken Cup uh, competition, but they had to change in relation to regulations in France so uh, we take on the visiting team in in uh, in the sports ground in Galway tonight against um, Bordeaux and yeah, Bordeaux is about mid-table in, in uh, France at the present time and there'll be you know they've lost some of their games in 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 the the, uh, the French Rugby League uh, very narrowly so there, there will be a tough side so uh uh, Connor, um, you know, welcome back, uh, Bundiaki, uh, and we, you know, we we hope that with the full uh, uh, number of players back um, from the World Cup now that we we have them all, uh, that you know, showed uh, Mark Hansen, we scored three brilliant tries against against uh, Leinster, and Mark uh, Mark Hansen had had a role in in the three of them. Uh, he just sets the world alight when he when he takes on the ball. And let's hope that we'll see plenty of Mac and, and Bundy and that there uh, uh, tonight in the sports ground. And I suppose from a, from our common point of view, I suppose it's good to see uh, Dennis Buckley and of course Jack Carty now. They're starting to uh, get more and more games under their belt. I suppose more specifically for uh, Dennis Buckley when you give a when you think about the length of time he was out injured as well, it's getting it's great to see him getting a sustained run on the side now uh, without him getting injured, isn't it? Oh, Dennis is uh, Dennis is a great warrior. Like Dennis is uh, like is, is one of the older members now of the of the squad, and uh, you know he's still playing some great rugby, and um, it's it's great to, to uh, see him as you say injury free and back playing playing great rugby at the more at the at the at the moment, and it was also great. Uh, I know Kiltoom hit the highlights in the GA this this week, but they also hit the highlights in the in the sports ground last Saturday to to see uh, two brothers uh, um, playing the. Um, the Morons uh, play, playing uh, together uh, for for Connacht, and you know that was nice to see. Nice for the family uh, to see two two lads from that would have played Gaelic as well uh, from from Kiltoom, uh playing playing for Connacht. Um, you know they're they're two great lads that that played. I've watched them at underage level, uh, school level, and that they're coming through. And yeah, I knew that they. Uh, uh, they were, they were good prospects uh, for 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 uh, uh, for rugby, and it's uh, it's lovely to see that the two of them has professional contracts now with uh, with Connacht. 
And uh, lo- looking back at the, the Connacht versus Leinster game, I suppose, you know, um, like I said, Connacht thought, like it seemed that it was in the bag. And then the last two minutes, the last couple of minutes, uh, errors were made maybe here and there that cost them the game. But I, I suppose it, it, it's the nature of the beast in a way, isn't it? That's, uh, and I suppose no matter what level you play in rugby or soccer or indeed any sport, uh, the one thing as a player you want to do is you want to learn from that put it to the back of your mind and you want to put the record straight and uh, get a win the next day. And I think, uh, you know, there's no 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 motivation needed for, for this game, for Connacht now having, uh, you know, with the way, the way they lost that game, they won't, they, they, want, they won't want the same thing happening. So they're, they're going to be certainly try and put that right against Bordeaux, even though it's a different competition. But it, it's kind of, you want to put things right. Any mistakes you made in one game, you want to put them to the side and make sure you don't happen that they don't happen in the next game. And I think, uh, you know, that they're so well coached that, you know, that you'd like to think that that that's going to be the case against Bordeaux. Well, I suppose it will have to be because the, these French clubs are at the top of their game. They're very hard. To, they're, they're very tough opposition. They are indeed. Uh, in, and, and that's the difference in professional sport, I suppose, that the games come hard and fast uh, on you and, you don't have you don't have much time to to dwell on the past and and uh, you 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 move on and you move on uh, you move on quickly and uh, uh, you know you just have to put the, that game uh, behind you. Uh, it, it was hard pill for them to swallow, and, and I know they were very down a, after the game. And I'm sure Saturday and Sunday until they had the review on Monday morning uh, was probably a tough period. But at once. Uh, once the review was over on Monday and they got back out under the pitch afterwards, um, that was that was that was part. And you you work on the the errors and mistakes that that were made, and you know the 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 lineouts uh, the lineouts were were an area that they definitely need to focus on this week uh, to try and and uh, improve because we lost we lost too many lineouts in the game. That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much, Adrian, for taking the time out to do uh, rugby view with us this week, and we look forward to doing it all again next week. Thank you, Aidan. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was myself and Adrian Letty from Craig's Rugby Club talking about all things rugby. We have on the line Aidan Rafferty with our fortnightly update on the Buccaneers. Hello, Aidan. Hello, Owen. How are you? And uh, hello to all the listeners. And I hope everyone is uh, everyone is well and everyone looking forward to Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, we have stockings prepared over here at the station. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, well. I still have to put up mine, but uh, it'll be it'll be ready and waiting to be filled. So it'll be very easy fillers anyway. So mm. uh, uh, it's good. <laughs> is that because uh, you've been very good, or is it because it's a small sock? Oh, it's a very small sock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm easy going that way. <laughs> but, but anyway, Aiden, what is our update for today? Yeah, I suppose we'll kick off the show with a very important day. day. Today is International Volunteer Day. And uh, it's it's great, you know, volunteers from all over the country. I, I suppose covering a wide range of, you know, volunteering to kind of make their, their communities and counties and towns better. Like, you know, people people volunteering in GA clubs, soccer clubs, 
uh, all around the country and in radio stations, obviously with uh, community radio stations as well. Uh, you know, making sure helping out with the with the elderly and uh, so many other things, providing uh, I suppose um, you know volunteers all over the country in many parishes and mm. uh, and and uh, villages and that. You know, they they're they're the bedrock and they do a lot of a lot of work that uh, people mightn't mightn't realise. So it's it's great to have a dead have a day dedicated to them. And I suppose more so like like what I was just saying there in uh, at own community radio and in obviously in Ross FM as well where I um, where I where I volunteer presenting two two shows every week the GA show GA View and uh, Friday Sport it's uh, there's great vibes obviously you know you're you're doing your bit and you're you know helping out with. Uh, you know, um, providing providing a vital service, keeping I suppose keeping the community uh, informed as well, which is what uh, own Community Radio do and Ross mm. FM indeed. Um, you know, there's a wide range of uh, a wide range of um, you know programs and music and all that. Uh, so it's it's great to have us and. Um, I suppose other things like obviously the uh, funeral services, you know, um, mass as well. Roscommon, Rossafilm do the mass every day at eleven o'clock, and of course uh, the news as well, which is vital to, to keep uh, local people up to date on all the local events. I suppose similarly with with uh, Athlone Community Radio, keeping uh, the people of Athlone informed on the events that's going on, especially now coming up to Christmas, different mm. events that are coming up uh, with regards to Christmas in Ra- in Ross FM. Then there's also the uh, the Christmas market in Roscommon this Saturday and Sunday. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm in uh, I'm in Roscommon Civil Defence myself, so mm. I'm, I'll be on duty for that on Saturday. So looking forward to that. And you, you know it's. It, it's just lovely to kind of you know every community, you know family and friends and all that. It's it's lovely to give back, have a way of giving back to the community and and helping others. And what better way to do it in any aspect of uh, how a community is run than uh, by volunteering and helping? I suppose the Christmas, uh, the Christmas. Um, the Christmas committee as well, you know, for putting up, for organising the lights and all the events and all that, uh, they deserve recognition, of course, civil defence, like I said, as well. So it's great to, to get back to the community and, uh, you know, do, do a bit and be, I suppose this means that you're, you are part of the community. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, in addition to that now, um, as a byproduct of that, in, on the 26th of, uh, January in uh, the Kilronan Castle, there's going to be the Roscommon, uh, the Roscommon Volunteer Awards, and uh, I, I was lucky enough, and I was stunned. I was stunned to, but I was yeah. um, I was uh, nominated myself, so um, I was I was stunned and honoured to be uh, to be nominated for that. I was nominated by Seamus Duke, mm. um, so I'd like to thank him and and everyone at the, at the community station because and. All aspects of my life, really, because that's kind of what uh, you know. It wouldn't be possible without them. So, something, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, look, regardless of whether I win it or not, it's it's about you know my fellow volunteers and all aspects of the community, and especially those who who look after the elderly and that. uh, You know, making sure that the elderly are are safe. You know, everyone deserves recognition, and everyone's doing their bit. So, I just want to say. Well done to all the volunteers uh, all over, all around Ireland and more and all around the world, I suppose. But also uh, fellow fellow um, volunteers, I suppose, in in a 
at Lone Community Radio mm-hmm. and indeed Ross FM who are all doing a great job. So I'd like to say well done to them. Mm. And, and I'm sure it's an honour even just to be nominated. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you know, um, as any volunteer would say to you, like they're they're doing it because they they love what they're doing. Obviously, mm. I love sport, and uh, you know, I do the sports with with, with um, you know, with Robbie every week. You know, twice twice a week, and of course on on uh, on Ross FM as well. And I enjoy it, and uh, you know, sporting things, and of course with Roscommon Civil Defence and other other things. And you you just do these things because you're enjoying them. You don't expect to be nominated. Um, so when I when I got the email last week, it, it was a huge honour, and I was uh, I was delighted um, because you know you never think like you you don't go out yeah, you, you don't go you out to be nominated know. for these things, you know. Um, but when you are nominated, it's it, it's nice. Hmm. But uh, for me, it's about it's about you know fellow volunteers, and it's about the community. So and uh, like the community gives gives everyone so much and it's nice to give back so it's it's kind of a two-way thing and uh, I suppose nowadays in the way, with the way things are you know we've seen the hardships that, that have happened during COVID mm-hmm. things like that and I suppose things that continue happening you see over over in um, Kiev and now in Israel all these kind of things that are happening you know togetherness and community really is really is huge and that that's what I think that's what gets uh, people through the hard times and uh, you know that's that's brilliant Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like uh, to uh, mirror that message, like we we have seen uh, plenty of uh, Irish people uh, volunteering to uh, help uh, to help uh, uh, unsettled people, like the Ukrainian uh, uh, population that has come over here, as well yeah. as we have seen uh, Ukrainian people, uh, especially here at the station, uh, volunteer and help our community, and it's uh, it, it's very nice to see. Yeah, that's it. And of course, uh, in addition to that, um, you know, I suppose people in the Brothers of Charity helping people with special needs and things like that. Mm-hmm. They also, you know, the Special Olympics people, you know, um, special with spe- people with special needs doing swimming and all the very all the various different uh, things as well. You know, it's great to see people. You know, and especially Ireland a couple of years ago, back in the back. In, I think about 10 or 15 years ago or 20 years ago hosted the Special Olympics so it's about giving again like the inclusion like we keep coming back to every week the inclusion and mixed ability it's great to see um, it's great to see giving, giving, giving everyone an equal opportunity to take part in sport and obviously to be to be part of the community as well Absolutely well thank yeah. you very much uh, once again Aidan for coming on the show do you have anything to say before we go? Yeah, I'd like to thank yourselves for giving me the giving me the opportunity to do this every week, and of course everyone at Rocks FM is always uh, very supportive and helping me out when I need it. And uh, you know, it's always a great place to work, uh, both with yourselves and with everyone in Rocks FM. I'm very very lucky that way. And uh, I suppose just to kind of give a, give a, give out a few things as well, some results and fixtures from uh, Buccaneers Rugby Club. And the, the under fourteen girls went down fourteen points to seventy four. Uh, de- defeat to uh, Ballina in the league and next up they have uh, Sligo next Sunday and in the AIL uh, Buccaneers lost away 29-35 uh, versus Nace and mini rugby section uh, continues to be successful and of course as I just said there um, 
the inclusion and uh, the inclusion and mixability rugby is on uh, as normal on Fridays and uh, for more information is on the Facebook page and indeed the Buccaneers website so uh, yeah there's a lot, a lot of great activities as always going on and uh, for anyone known, needing to know what activities are going on just uh, give them a ring the number is on, on both the Facebook page and indeed the um, the uh, website and uh, they'll be able to contact the, the the club for more information on what's going on in the club. Excellent. Thank you very much, Aidan. Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafty and the show is as always kindly sponsored by Best Drive and we'd like to thank them very much for their sponsorship. Yes, and uh, it's alright everyone, Brian is in the house. Yeah, better, uh, better late than never. <laughs> Well, this is it, you know. We, you know, it's, it's always good to have uh, good, good, good to have have my wingman. You know, you can't have Ying without Yang. You exactly, know? yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to have uh, plenty of stuff now. We, we, a lot, a lot of uh, different uh, sports stories that are sports news that we're going to go through. But of course, we'll start off with the good old uh, predictions. But we will start off first of all with the midweek fixtures. Uh, we start off with uh, Tuesday. We just uh, we, we can discuss these uh, as we go along that uh, with regards to the results. Wolves won. Burnley won. I think. Look, I think most people would have went for a one 0 win for for a win for Wolves, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Burnley coming off an impressive win the week before. Um, I think they won five 0 against Sheffield. Yeah. Sheffield went or Sheffield United, but uh, yeah, couldn't get back to back wins. It was a um, hard fought win for Wolves, and um, you know, keep impressing under Gary O'Neill. You know he's uh, he's done a very good job there, and you know if it wasn't for VAR decisions going to win against him in previous weeks, you know Wolves could be up maybe uh, eight ninth in the league. So um, yeah, um, impressive from Wolves. And um, you know they have a striker there, Wang. He's I think he's got twelve goals this season, and you know that's the difference down there. If you have a good striker banging in the goals for you, you know you can climb up the table and get good results. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just just going back to one game at the weekend, um, I think, and it brings up the thing about VAR again is uh, not not VAR, but I mean the the refereeing decision. Obviously, uh, Man City and Spurs. That was a vital kind of game when, when when you look at it, like on the Sunday. Well, like Liverpool were playing as well, but um, you know, the, the, there was a free to cut that. Uh, you know, the advantage maybe the referee could have played maybe advantage, and City weren't very happy that that it wasn't played. Uh, they were given a free instead. Now, look at they could have they could have if advantage was played, they could have went on and scored it. Uh, they could have scored from the free, yeah. but they, they were very cranky towards the referee. But I would and I very seldom like. You know, defend referees or anything like that. But to be fair, to, to be fair to referees, Holland had a, a, a sitter in yeah. the first half that he that he could have buried. And if he had bur- instead of blaming the referee, if people yeah. looked at themselves, especially Holland, instead of giving off to the referee, if he would talk back to the challenge that the, the chance that he had in the first half, maybe it could have been different. Yeah, players don't like to criticise themselves, you know, well, and yeah. referees are the easy targets. <laughs> referees are always going to be the easy targets, and the That's fall right. guys, but um. It's an impossible job being a referee. You yeah. know the pressure they're under now with social media. They're always you know sitting ducks after a game, especially with fair. But uh, yeah, it was a strange decision because if you look back on the the still shot of it, he had his arms out for advantage. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to play advantage, and then when he was two on goal, he blew it up. Yeah. So it was an unnecessary mistake from from him. Like, but um, it was to say he would have scored. Like, it was still a long way from the goal. And there was three defenders going back, you know, and probably would have ta- probably would have taken them out and got a red card, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it was an unnecessary mistake to make by the ref. 
Well, I suppose really, you know, and I'm full forward, it's far too early, but, uh, you know, at the end of the season, that could be the one that will define, like, will City win the league? Will they Will they be out of the Europe? Will they be out of the Champions League place? I mean, they're fourth now. Yeah. Their form isn't great at the moment. So, like, you know, decisions like that can do a team out of out of Europe or out of attack. Out, out yeah, of, um, absolutely, but, like... Man City aren't going to be the only ones undone by season by decisions throughout the season. If you look back at games like, I think as bad and all as VAR is for teams over the season, I think it evens itself out for decisions like some go against you, some go not for you. Like I'm sure if you look back at some City games, they've got some decisions maybe they shouldn't have got. Yeah. So I think just overall, it kind of even evens itself out. I'm not saying decisions getting wrong decisions are right, but just. I think we just have to accept that they're going to be wrong decisions in games. That's it. And of course, you see, Christmas time, as we all know, anyone that follows the Premier League or indeed the professional game in general, this is the key part of the season because uh, and it's it's also a part of the season that tests every team's squad, like whether you have a big team, uh, whether you have a big squad or a small squad, because there are so many games which makes uh, this period very intense uh, for, for clubs because there's so many games to, uh, together. There isn't many, there isn't time for yeah. recovery around and there's one game after the other exactly yeah you, you don't spend much time on the training ground while it's just more recovery sessions and squad depth comes into play and just trying to keep trying to keep your players fit Mm, yeah, that's it, and it's it's uh, it, it, it it's kind of striking that balance really at this time of exactly. year. And uh, yeah, so moving on then to look at this was a game that we we knew would be you know with Luton at home, Liverpool discovered it. Uh, now with uh, Sp- Arsenal, well they went they went one better. They they actually won, uh, but four uh, three suggests it wasn't all playing sailing for Arsenal. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, a late goal from Declan Rice. You know he's. He's shown his worth now. Um, not that he needed that goal to show his worth, but uh, yeah, coming up with vital goals at the time. I suppose if Arsenal do go on and win the league, this will probably be one game they look back on and say maybe that was the the game that won it for us because you don't look back at four or five nil victories. You look back at the hard fought victories, and this is one that was hard fought. You know, teams do struggle to go to Luton. You know, it's a tight pitch. Yeah. The crowd is in on top of you. The crowd get behind their team no matter what the what way the result is going and. Uh, yeah, just very lucky to get the to get the result and you know, Arsenal do signing the goalkeeper, uh, Dave Araya, didn't cover himself in glory and like Arteta's sort of caused himself a problem there that he didn't need to have, like he had Ramsdale last year, who by all accounts had a very good season. Um and Baron Arsenal having a few bad results coming through the end of the season, they would have been champions of the Premier League. And he bought in Dave Dave Raya, he met out he was a better um, keeper with his feet you know to play out from the back but mm. he's just had so many mistakes and now the pressure is building on him and Arteta I don't think he wants to be seen to having to rectify his mistake and put Ramsdale back in goal so he's going to stay with them but uh, whether it's going to work out or not appears to be seen but uh, yeah he hasn't covered himself in glory Jeff Raya two mistakes that's it, but look, I think look, regardless of how he feels about making this this mistake, or you know, the thing is, if if he doesn't do something soon, this could end up cost, costing them the title, you know. So, um, I mean, from from my point of view, you see, the thing with um, and for me, I don't know about yourself, but speaking from my keeper's point of view, you know. Ramsey has been playing he has a season behind him playing for mm. Arsenal he knows the way Arsenal want to play yeah. 
He's dependable. He makes a great. He's a great shot stopper. Good under high ball. Good for driving. He has all the aspects. Good kickouts. Uh, good from back passes. He is. He, he knows the way that wants to be playing. So, yeah. like I mean, that experience is invaluable. And maybe that could have been. Uh, I think maybe if Ramsdale was playing uh, in that game, I think it, it, it mightn't have been. Uh, like I mean, he would have made. I don't think maybe two of them goals might win. yeah exactly and it just gives the back four more confidence if they're confident in the goalie Yeah. but now they're not confident in Raya they're iffy about passing the ball back to him you see they're they're, they're more used to they're more used to Ramsey isn't exactly that? and it's different you know if you if you if you want to buy a striker you know maybe a striker's got 15 goal season and you feel you can buy a striker that's going to get you 20-25 goal season mm-hmm. well that's fair enough but especially with Ramsey had such a good season last season to change him you know, it was a strange decision, and it's put a lot of pressure where there needs to be pressure. Yeah, that's it. And uh, moving on to uh, this was a game I think we both went for, but we know Brentford are a good side. Um, I went for uh, yeah, we've been discussing these. Mm. Uh, Brentford two, Brentford two, or sorry, Brighton one, Brentford or Bre- Brighton two, finally getting it right. Mm. Uh, Brentford one. Um, yeah, look at the way the way Brentford they're, they're they're starting to find their form again. Brighton now. Aren't yeah, they, they are. They're the tricky. A uh, few months there with picking up draws and not getting wins, only the wins coming in Europe. But uh, yeah, this is a big win, you know. As we've discussed in the show previously, any point against Brentford is a harder point, but to get three is good. And uh, Brighton missing a lot of first team players as well, so yeah, they seem to be back on the on the wagon again. And uh, moving on to Crystal Palace, te- te- Crystal Palace nil, Bournemouth two. Look, we we, we knew that uh, Bournemouth are buzzing at the moment with uh, having a few wins there, and they're really starting to find their form now. And uh, those two, vo- those two, th- these goals that they're getting here and there now, and getting getting wins, it's really it's really proven very important now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they are. They more pressure on Roy Hodgson. You know, uh, Bournemouth had a very tricky start of the season, and you know, a new manager coming into the league. Hasn't been in the league before, and you know, yeah, you you wonder how fans are going to take from that. But they did give him time, and you know, he's getting a few good results now. And you know, they're seven points above the relegation zone, so they would have took that definitely at the start of the season. But um, back to Palace, you know, it's you know, it's hard to know what to make of them. See, um, I think there's more unrest, and I think there was rumours coming out that he's one job to save his his uh, or he's one more game to save his job, and. Yeah, the fans seem to be getting a bit of restless there, and um, I think he threw a jibe out at the fans as well, saying they were they were overprivileged and didn't sit with, well with the fans. I think he walked it back there today, but uh, well, he had to because I mean, you see, they have to remember that without them fans, you you know the the vital the fans are exactly. a vital part of the club. So I mean, to be having a jibe at the fra- at the fans exactly the, the fans pay pay good money for their tickets. They're entitled to they're entitled if they're not happy with something, they're entitled to voice it. Yeah, and it's one stadium that sticks out as having a great atmosphere. Yeah, uh, Crystal Palace, and you know the fans were there long for Hutchin, and they'll be there long after Hutchin as well. So um, yeah, it doesn't look good there at the moment. That's it. And uh, moving on to a very convincing win for Fulham. Fulham 5, um, Fulham five, Nuts Forest nil. Yeah. I'd gone for Fulham, but I didn't think it would be anything like this, you know. Um, Forest seems to be in a bit of a mess at the moment. There's no confidence in the manager. Again, if reports would be to, leave, be to be believed, uh, Steve Cooper has one job to save his... One, or one game to save his job. And, um, yeah, very surprising result. Um you know, Fulham haven't been great this season by all matter of accounts, but uh, putting a few results together and things seem to be moving in the right direction there as well. 
And uh, moving on then, uh, Sheffield United nil, Liverpool two. Uh, the gravy train in Liverpool keeps going, and uh, you know that they 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 have another uh, game this this week, another good game this weekend. Um, you know, one that they're, they're probably tipped tip to win, but we look we cover that uh, later on. Uh, a good win for 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 Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Good win away from home. That's I think that's eight games unbeaten in the league now. Um, oh, it wasn't a classic it by any means, but. Uh, yeah, they got the job done. A good, um, nice goal from Van Dijk, and um, it'll give Liverpool confidence now. With City dropping points, you know they probably mm. definitely could be favourites to win the league now. You know they're going along nicely. They seem to be um, solid team, putting in solid performance every week, and yeah, things are going along nicely. And of course, it just means that they just have to keep winning because if you look at the table, um, Aston Villa aren't too far behind. What no. form they're in? They're, yeah. they're nearly the team. They're team, the team of the season, really, so far. I mean, like, and uh, especially now, going, and that brings us nicely on to the next game. Uh, Aston Villa won, Man United nil. I, did, I think now there'll be very few people that would have went for Villa, but um, I think we, we might have said it last week that, uh, that uh, you know, the farm Villa are in. Um, they may not have won, they, might, they may not win it, but they'll certainly give City a game. But uh, they went one better, and they, they went two better actually. They, they, they bet uh, they bet City on their home, on you know, on in their you know in, 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 their, Park, in yeah. Villa Park as well. So I mean that's that, that's great for them, and uh, you know that they're they're ver- looking very much like they're going to spend a place in uh, in the Champions League if they keep going like that. Oh yeah, and uh, deservedly so. Like the season is, uh, the Premier League is sort of taking shape now. Yeah, you know we're I think thirteen, fourteen games in, and yeah, they're there on merit, you know. Their home form is is unbelievable. Like the job he's doing, I don't think the most optimistic Villa fan could have foreseen this. You know, yeah. especially with the way Arteta was treated, rightly or wrongly, at Arsenal maybe just wasn't the right time for our um, Emery. It wasn't the right time for him maybe. Um, but he went away, just himself down, and you know Villa seems to be the perfect fit for him. And you know, if you looked at this scoreline and you saw one into Villa, you'd be shocked. But if you watch the match, it was a one nil. Annihilation, yeah. like they could have scored. Oh, it easily could have been more, and sh- probably should have been more. Like I don't think you've ever seen a Pep Guardiola team dominated like that since he came to the Premier League. And yeah, just you have to, be, no matter what your allegiance to any team is, you just have to be super impressed with the job that Emery is doing. And you know, if you don't support Liverpool, Arsenal, and Man City, you know, I think a lot of people like to see Villa. Yeah, I think up yeah. there, and maybe. Causing upsets, you know who's to say they can't do a Leicester on it. They're, I mean, they're this year's, uh, they're this season's version of uh, Man or uh, Newcastle in that sense. Like that, yeah. uh, you know, Newcastle now are you, you nearly tipped them in most games, uh, but that that's that comment is kind of withdrawn in the next, you know, for for other results. Or uh, yeah, well, you, when you see Villa playing, like if you see Villa scoring, now you're not shocked by them beating anyone. Yeah, exactly at all. That's it, and uh, you know, fair play to them. And uh, I think any team, any team that's coming up against them, especially like you know, in, in this Christmas period. Oh, especially, especially if you have to go to Villa Park. Oh, yeah. If you got offered a draw at Villa Park, now I think you'd take it. Absolutely, and uh, that takes us on to Manchester United two, Chelsea one. This is their first kind of top five kind of game that they've had in in a number of weeks and uh, Lucas yeah they, they, they got the win they yeah. got the win but I don't know some I, people would say would you say it was a, a lucky win or oh, a hard win absolutely not no this this game should have been should have been and could have been 5-6 yeah 
yeah. 6-1, 6-2. Uh, uh, Chelsea were lucky to come, come away by losing by a goal. And, you know, Chelsea could have nicked a draw, which would have been a dis- disastrous result for United. Um, but uh, uh, Chelsea are just a basket case at the moment. You know, they took take one step forward and they take about five back. You know, if you go to Old Trafford and maybe one of your team plays bad, even the form United are in, if one of your team plays bad, you know, you're struggling to get a result. But everyone at Chelsea's team played horrendously bad. And Pochettino's just struggling to get a bit of consistency, you know, and he's paid all this money for all these players. and They're not getting, they're not they're not getting the results. Yeah. And, like, they have a midfield there, 220 million, I think, for the midfield, and they were absolutely destroyed. But, you know, that's to take nothing away from United. You know, Ten Hag was under pressure. Um, you know, reports come out in the media that the players weren't happy with the training, players weren't happy with being left out. And well, that's the core line, sir. Certainly wouldn't suggest that. And no, exactly. And, and, you know, it just goes to show that they're a far better team without Rashford in it, in my opinion, mm. and without Martial. And, um, you know, if he can get them playing the way he wants to play and, you know, get all the negativity away, they might have a they, they might have a chance this season because you know there's a form team in the Premier League and I know it's against teams that they should be beaten but they're still I think they're only three points behind Man City now and you know if you'd have said that two weeks ago people would have laughed at you and I, I suppose really in that as well now I suppose uh, you know I, I think he uh, Ten Hag was nominated I think he actually won the the Manager of the Month award and Harry Maguire got Player of the Month so. yeah so but uh, I mean you know the you know, if you if you were to be if you were to be cynical about it, you, you could say, yeah, but they, those games were against kind of lesser oppositions. But yeah, but to be they, fair, they're, they're, every win is a vital win, especially <sighs> you know. And uh, you know, is it a? It looks like a case that maybe this Man United team might be might be turning the corner, and that's kind of good. If, if that is the case, it, look, even as a even as a Liverpool fan, you'd have to say it's good to say kind of it's good for the Premier League to have the likes of Man United because, like, I mean. Liverpool are playing them now in the next couple of weeks. You know, yeah. if, if 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 Liverpool beat Man United, you want to beat them at their, you know, playing well. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, three points against anyone is three points. Yeah. Do you know if you're beating teams in top half or bottom half, it's still three points. Yeah. And you know, United are they're probably their fans obviously want them to be higher up the pitch, up the up the table. Mm. They're where they are, but you know they're going along nicely. Yeah. Um, so I, they, they, they shouldn't be complaining at all. I suppose just what's happening off the field is always going to be a cloud over United. Yeah. And we'll see with Jim Ratcliffe coming in now if things are going to change, if he wants to shake it up and put in his own stamp in it. But, um, yeah, good result for United. And we'll see if they can back it up this weekend. That's it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, moving on then to uh, to Everton. Everton 3 had a 3-0 win over... Uh, <sighs> Over Newcastle, that's a, that's a great uh, that's a great win uh, for for Everton, a much needed win. This could be the this could be the win that could save their season. Yeah, exactly, impressive win. You know, I think I think it was just an off night for Newcastle. You know, they have them games in them, but yeah, um, there doesn't seem to be any hangover from the ten point deduction from Everton. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I heard last night if they hadn't got the ten point deduction, they'd be in the top half. I think they'd be eighth. Yes. Yeah, so because goes, goes to show. Uh, the job that Sean Dyche is doing. Yeah, I watched the game last night. They were super impressive. Um, two mistakes from Trippier, yeah, but you know that shouldn't take away from how good Everton were. And uh, yeah, Newcastle um, sort of a mixed bag for them. Uh, 
this season, you know, they're, when they're good, they're very good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was just a bad result for them last night, bad performance. And uh, is there a truth that there, I've seen it there uh, in, uh, in, the, in the sports news there, in an article, there's the possibility that David De Gea might be going to, might be going to Newcastle and could be first choice, could be first choice keeper. Um, look, yeah, David De Gea, but, the, you know, he, he is a goalkeeper, but the thing is, he's been out of football. He could be a bit rusty, but he is, he is a good goalkeeper. Yeah, he is a good good acquisition for them yeah and he's he's not doing he's not playing football at the moment but um, yeah if he's available they should definitely take him you know mm. um, Pope is out for, I think for four months yeah but an innocuous injury it, was, it didn't look like Anthony Major but uh, yeah I think he might have popped his shoulder out which is he's done it's it the second worrying, time yeah. yeah second time he's done it so yeah four or five months off and you know if De Gea was an option to bring in why not that's it, and uh, like like I was saying there for for, for Man United, uh, with Liverpool playing them uh, playing them in a couple of weeks' time, Liverpool would like to play them at the, at their you know when they're back or if the players yeah. are back. So uh, you know that that's good, and uh, I mean it shows that that it'll it'll make that it'll make it even more interesting now be that rivalry between the two clubs. So it'll exactly. make it a better game. And uh, finally, the the final results then for uh, for uh, from the midweek games. Um, Everton or sorry, uh, Tottenham Hotspur one, West Ham United two. Given, I think you know this. I suppose beforehand, a lot of people might have said maybe a draw. It is a London derby, um, but you know they are. In fairness, West Ham are in form, and uh, in one in one sense, you couldn't be too surprised that they did win this one. No, you aren't. You aren't surprised at all. With especially with the form Tottenham in, like you know West Ham had a great start to the season, and then the kind of hit of a bad patch. But they seem to be getting back to it again now, and. Um, you know, he can't be but impressed with the job Dave Moyes has done at West Ham. He was under pressure there a few months ago. I know it was strange to see, but you know, he's brought in some amazing players. He's brought in uh, James Ward-Prowse. Uh, he's brought in Kudis as well. And, you know, when you've got a player with uh, like Jared Bowen in your team, mm. who, in my opinion, I think he'd make any team in the Premier League, mm. especially the form he's this season. But, uh, yeah, Tottenham, on the other hand... You know, after the great start they had as well, it just seems to be all going wrong. You know, they're playing well in games, but they're only playing well for in patches. You know, they need to go back to playing well for ninety minutes, yeah. and you know, try and get a try and get a result this weekend. Um, That's it. And I suppose, I suppose with Spurs now, I've seen a I've seen a, a quote uh, from Postecoglou uh, saying that it's not about it's not all about uh, playing nice football. It's about the win, and that that that's what any match is about. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, exactly. You know, uh, it, when he was coming when he came in, he was a breath of fresh air, and you know, this high intensity f- football they were playing. Everyone like like watching them play. Um, but uh, um, it's a results based business. Now I'm not saying he's under pressure by any stretch of the imagination, but you know you want to start winning games soon because, like you know, the fans were starved of good football under Conte, and this new football they're loving it. Like, but like that's only going to last for so long yeah. if they're not winning matches and if they drop out of the European spots and coming towards the end of the season, you know, for Spurs find themselves down in seventh, eighth position, you know, is you would you rather go and watch? Good football and lose, or go much bad football and win. Well, that that's it, and I suppose really, you you know, um, I know it's it's grand playing playing nice football and all that, and uh, you know the brand of football that Postecoglou has them playing, but mm. over a full season and it is a long season. Yeah, is it possible to to kind of 
keep that going for an entire season. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are a lot of distractions. There's FA Cup games, yeah. there's League Cup, there's uh, there's European football, you know, and maybe in European football, maybe you have to adapt your game slightly. Yeah, so exactly. You're he, um, and changing the style. Exactly, it's very important to get Madison back as quick as they can because yeah. he's he's what makes Tottenham tick. But uh, regardless of all the post-Chicago plays, you know, not belittling the Scottish League or anything like that, but uh, it's different kettle of fish up there. You know, you've you can play teams that are a lot worse than you week in week out. And uh, but down the Premier League, if you look at the fixtures throughout the weeks, you know, so many games are fifty-fifty. Any team can turn over any team. Like you see Arsenal going to Luton, you'd expect them to win. But you know, just every game is just dog eat dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, and uh, yeah. So now it comes to the interesting time. That's right. It is the uh, <laughs> how we're getting on the, the no. predictions, Brian. Uh, Aiden four out of ten. Dara five out of ten. Emer four out of ten. Martin four out of ten. Uh, Noel and Eugene didn't take part last last week. Um, although uh, Noel Noel kind of did it for the crack while he was watching the games, uh. and he said if he had done his predictions, he would have got zero out of sixteen. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, at least he's honest yeah, well, if that was me I'd have said 16 out of 16 <laughs> and, uh, Brian 5 out of 10 and Mary 4 out of 10 and for the season Aiden's on uh, sorry yeah Aiden 1 Emer 5 Dara 5 uh, Noel 4 uh, or sorry Martin 4 Noel 4 Mary 4 Brian 4 and Eugene 1 so Eugene got on the ladder and uh, yeah and in works uh, in uh, where Martin works Emer's on 7 Dara's on 8 and Martin's on 7 so yeah so we're moving on to uh, this weekend's uh, this weekend's fixtures and uh, yeah so we just go through them uh, we just go through the fixtures I'll just let, I'll just uh, read them out and then we'll go through the predictions uh, um, Crystal Palace play Liverpool. Crystal Palace are at home to Liverpool. That's tomorrow at half twelve. Um, that should be an interesting game. Um, Brighton take on uh, Burnley. United are at home to Bournemouth. Uh, Sheffield United at home to uh, Brentford. Wolves at home to North Forest. Uh, Aston Villa went uh, are at home to Arsenal. And uh, moving on to Sunday, then Everton to Everton at home to Chelsea. Wolves are Fulham at home to West Ham, Luton at home to Man City, and Spurs at home to Sheffield or to Newcastle United. So my predictions are as follows: uh, Crystal Palace, um, Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace. Oh, where are we here? Uh, so, yeah, so sorry about this. No, yeah, and yeah, sorry about this, folks. Just going through them here now. Yeah, now just going back here now. No, yeah. So, uh, Crystal Palace versus uh, Crystal Palace versus uh, Liverpool. I went for Liverpool. Brighton versus Burnley. I went for Brighton. Uh, Man, Man United versus Bournemouth went for Man United Sheffield United versus Brentford um, I'm going to go for a draw on that uh, I think and uh, Wolves versus um, Wolves versus Knott's Forest uh, I went for Wolves and Villa versus Arsenal Ooh, that's a that's a tough one to call mm. um, I went for Arsenal but just, uh, just about um uh, let me see Everton versus uh, Chelsea I went for uh, Chelsea 
I could prove it. <laughs> I think I'd love to switch that to a to, to a draw. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, Everton versus Chelsea. I went for Chelsea just about. Um, Fulham versus West Ham. Went for West Ham. Luton versus City. Went for City. And uh, Spurs versus Newcastle. Went for uh, a draw on that. I think. And um, yeah. So uh, Liverpool versus and uh, so yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, predictions. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Crystal Palace. Yeah, at the most. Yeah. So uh, Dara. Then um, he's with Liverpool versus Spurs or Liverpool. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. You went for Liverpool. Sorry, uh, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just. We can just. I without. I without. I without Mary Collins. Yeah. Um. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool she went for Liverpool Brighton versus Burnley she went for Brighton Man United v Bournemouth Man United Sheffield United v Brentford Brentford Wolves v Nats Forest Wolves Aston Villa uh, Aston Villa v Arsenal Aston Villa Everton v Chelsea a draw Fulham v West Ham West Ham Luton v Man City Man City and Tottenham v Newcastle a draw and my own predictions I went for Crystal Palace v Liverpool I went for Liverpool Brighton v Burnley I went for Brighton Man United v Bournemouth Man United Sheffield United v Brentford a draw Wolves v Nats Forest Wolves Aston Villa v Arsenal a draw Everton v Chelsea Everton Fulham v West Ham I went for a draw Luton v Man City Man City and Tottenham v Newcastle. I went for Newcastle. Yeah, so we, I think we'll, we'll discuss uh, our reasons yeah. for. Uh, we, we go down through each e- each result, and uh, let me see for my ones. Let me see. Yeah, so uh, predictions. Yeah, so uh, for my for my ones. Yeah, so for Crystal Palace versus uh, Liverpool, uh, a home game for Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are going into this game after a defeat that could affect them. Although you know, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes a wounded animal it, it, it can can be dangerous. But Liverpool are going into this meaningful mm, yeah. now. They're they're on the they you know, their own beaten run is continuing. So uh, you know, it, it's very hard to stop Liverpool at the moment. That's, yeah. that's why I went for Liverpool. I suppose uh, you know Diaz has been playing well. Their their midfield has been going well. Defence. Um, you know, Keller isn't actually doing too, too yeah, bad. Yeah, but I just heard the news that Allison is due to be back He's playing again. Like, yeah. So I think, unfortunately for Keller, you know, I really he really needs to move away from there because, you know, he, I think he's twenty four now, and you know he's only getting one or two games a season. And you know, do you want to look back on your career saying you were sub goalie for Liverpool? No, not really. No, or do you want to look back? Playing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to get a take from Liverpool fans like what was their aim at the start of the season you know I know Liverpool fans probably always say they want to win the league but you know when they bought so many new players in total rebuild in midfield but if you ask them now they're definitely win the league is the bare minimum they'd expect from this season yeah definitely I mean you especially know. in the form that they're that they're showing and I mean even Cueving K- Kelleher you know he, he is a staff guy I know they said like that Alisson will be out for five games thank, thank God he, he's going to be back and that's no reflection on yeah. Kelleher but I see mean, the poor game yeah, uh, yeah. 
he was at fault for a couple of goals in the previous fixture. So, yeah, so that that's but it. But that's what. But he's not playing enough. That's the only issue, you know. That's it's all right going well in training and impressing in training, but like when the stadium is full and the fans are getting on your back and you don't perform, you know, the manager's going to question if you're up to the level that he thought you were. That's it. And uh, next up then is Brighton versus uh, Burnley. I went for Brighton. I think, uh, yeah, Brighton are, are, are back in form now. They're doing well. Evan Ferguson is doing well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I suppose, uh, yeah, they're back ticking again in, in all positions, really. And, uh, you know, they, they, are playing a, they are playing a good brand of football. Yeah, they are. Like, you know, Burnley getting their win um, against Sheffield United. You know, that'll give them a bit of confidence, but no, losing last week. And, um, yeah, I think Brighton just have a bit too much for them. Yeah, that's it. And the next game then, uh, Man United versus Bournemouth. Um, I think when you look at Man United's, uh, you, you know, <laughs> sorry to say this, but no, right? uh, you know, they're, 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 winning, they're winning against Chelsea. You know, they, they really are. And credit to them now, it has to be yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, they're, they're back in form. Um, I know you, you kind of have to have a sustained run before you can start saying they have turned the corner. But uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad start. Um, no, it's two, two turn in the corner, and uh, I, I know, like you could argue that uh, Bournemouth come, are coming into this game, you know, on the back of a, a good win as well, and, and things like that. But uh, you, you know, they've had uh, one or two good wins, but uh, Man United, uh, Man United are as well, and uh, it's it, it's uh, it's a it's going to be a very interesting game. But you should look, you you, you couldn't see beyond United for this. Yeah, I, I think it's still it's still hard to know where you are with United. Yeah, you know the, the, if. There's, they could be as good as they can be, but they also can be as bad. Um, like if they were, if they were any way about them the last day, they would have scored five, six against Chelsea. Yeah. But they only got two, which which would be worrying. Um, Bournemouth are going along nicely, but I think just United having home advantage and they be bouncing after the win against Chelsea. So yeah, United. And uh, Sheffield United versus Brentford. Um, Sheffield United are going into this game on the back of a, a two nil. Uh, defeat to Liverpool, Brentford uh, are a good side. But look, if you're if you're even even though you know the position that both of them are in, they're in diff- different positions in that. But you know, they're, they're I suppose you you could slightly go for Brentford because they are they are a good team. Yeah, I've gone for a draw on this because I yeah. you know Chris Wilder's it's his second game back. You know, the first game was against Liverpool, so that was kind of a free hit. But you know, they're hoping to get the new manager bounce. You know, and they're, in, and they're at home. Yeah. So that's the only reason I went for a draw in that game. But uh, I think it'll be a closer game than people would would let on because you know Brentford are good, but there's also a, a poor there's a poor game in them too. That's it. And Wolves versus Wolves are at home too. Knotts uh, <clears throat> Forest now. Knotts Forest. Uh, you know they had a heavy defeat there as well. Wolves are coming in uh, after a victory. Uh, Wolves are are defining their mojo again. I think they are, but again. Like like Manchester United, they have to maybe need another couple of games playing yeah. well and wins uh, before you can say that fully. Uh, but look, they they have been a good side. Look, any good side, you know, can can slip up yeah. twice. I mean, I mean, Man City have seen that. I've shown that. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be hard. I, I find it hard to go against uh, against Wolves in this one. Yeah, I go for Wolves as well. Like you, you know, they can be bad in games. Well, Wolves they can also be very good. Um, Forest. By all accounts, this is Steve Cooper's last game if he doesn't get a win. Um, so I don't think he'll be in charge Monday morning. 
That's it. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And Aston Villa to Arsenal, as I said, <laughs> I went for Arsenal on this one, but I'm kicking myself that I didn't go for a draw because I think a draw is, is very possible in this game. If not a, if not a win, like when you consider that Villa bet, uh, bet Man City, but that's look, that's no guide either. Yeah, um, but the way, the way Arsenal are playing, though, that's you know. Yeah, and it's it's amazing to say like that. Even though Arsenal are top, like I think they're five points clear at the top, which is yeah. strange to say like that. You'd be confident Villa getting a result in this. Yeah. Because Arsenal's, even though they're winning games, they're still shaky enough. And especially with the goalkeeper situation, which is an unnecessary situation he's put himself in, that well, I've gone for a Villa, I've gone for a draw, but you wouldn't be one bit surprised if Villa won it and especially with the home advantage that's it and moving on to uh, moving on to Sunday's game Everton versus Chelsea um, went for Chelsea but the way Everton are playing now they're kind of like United uh, you know they've had some they're, they're starting to, to pick up now Everton aren't they I mean they, they had a vital win uh, there yeah. and uh, you know with uh, Chelsea they really know the pressure is on, like you said, and you're, you support uh, Chelsea. And uh, I think that there at the start of the season, you were saying you were going, you were uh, going for them, and next thing that they were letting you down. So, so yeah. you kind of went I've, for draws or, or defeats. But yeah, but I've gone for a defeat in this game yeah. on form because I can't see Chelsea getting nothing out of this game because Everton they're bouncing again. And as you said, you know, you look at the league table and Everton are down in, I think, 18th. But realistically, they're not. They're not an 18th team. Like, they're a mid-table team. Mm. And, you know, they, they the way they play, they put crosses into the box. And we've just seen how Chelsea dealt with crosses against Man United and against Newcastle. It was an absolute disaster. Mm. You know, defence for Chelsea is under pressure. And there's a lot of questions been asked. Um, so I'd be very, very surprised if Chelsea got out of this game. Chelsea just need to get their in- injured players back and start rebuilding because... You know, the more losses and draws they come, the more pressure is going to be building on Pochettino. Uh, Fulham, Fulham are at home to West Ham. Uh, I think I went for West Ham because they, they they are showing some good form at the moment. Um, yeah, I went for for West Ham, and I, I think they're, they they deserve that on the on the balance of how, how they're playing at the moment. Yeah, exactly. You know, Moyes was under pressure there a few weeks ago, and he's completely turned it around and. You know, they're not just a, a long ball team or getting the ball up or winning corners, winning long throws. They play nice football as well and they've, you know, their their forward line of Kudis, Jar- James Ward-Prowse, Jared Bowen, you know. Yeah. It's a great attacking line. That's it. And I mean, uh, but but also just to kind of balance it out again, remember uh, Fulham are coming in on the back of a, a huge win in the la- in their last game. So that's uh, that just goes yeah, they, as well, you know. You know, they had a tricky start of the season, but they've seemed to have turned the corner as well. You know, and that, on paper, like that game is a 50 50 game. Yeah. But just think West Ham, they're in just a bit better form. And uh, Spurs Spurs take on uh, Newcastle. Now, uh, yeah, this is kind of. I think this is draw territory, really, but uh, both teams will be looking for. Uh, but, well, Everton. Like, I suppose that the result. Uh, Spurs result against um, against Man City that's a point gain rather than two points yeah. because uh, you know against Man City although you could say well, well it's with City's form at the moment but uh, you know Newcastle had a defeat as well this is going to be a very interesting one but I, I'm kind of going to uh, I'm inclined to go for a, a draw on this one yeah I went for Tottenham um, don't know why I went for Tottenham just feel that you know they've had so many losses that you know eventually they're going to turn the corner like if you've seen space in a week Newcastle they should have 
they bet United one 0 but that should have been a game of that should have been six or seven, realistically. And then last week or last last night against Everton, they were so bad. So it's unsure what Newcastle you're going to get, but I just feel that Spurs they have a win in them soon. That's it, and uh, so that concludes the predictions for this week. Now we're moving on to the sporting matters of the week, and uh, new. We'll start off, I suppose, with the volunteering. The International Tuesday, as I said, was an International Volunteers Day. And I suppose they, you know, they are vital, uh, you know, um, volunteers are vital, you know, in the running of any, of any, um, of any community, you know, locally or nationally or internationally, and they make such a difference in, in all aspects of society. I suppose you mm. know, in the sporting sense, down in the GA centre, the people that make exactly. wash the jerseys, uh, make the food, do the food, um, the coaches, the selectors. Um, obviously, look, some get paid depending on whether you're playing club or county, get get paid or not. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you, you have you have other volunteers like helping the elderly, uh, yeah. doing shopping. You know, uh, there, there's so many if, uh, places like Ross FM. Even uh, every, everyone gives up their time and uh, you exactly. Know, we you would Adrian Eddie on the show. One of his interviews there on the show. I think I think they said they had like two or three hundred kids yeah. for a rugby session on a Saturday morning. And you know, I can't go ahead without volunteers. Yeah, and that's all stuff behind the scenes. You know, parents drop their kids off and come back and pick them up for in two hours later. Yeah, and that's all done from volunteers they can make that happen and in any walk of life in the community in, Ar- in Ireland that's why Ireland is unique it's such a great community Yeah, but, and that's all done with volunteers in every walk of life that's it and I mean especially like with elderly people I suppose nursing homes some people go in and just kind of talk to the yeah. elderly people uh, you know to, get, to give them company mm-hmm. look we, we could be here all day talking yeah. about uh, all, all the different aspects of the yeah you even see you walk into a hospital and the first thing you nearly see is a person wearing a bib and they're just there as a volunteer showing you where to go yeah. you know and that's just taking their time out of their day mm. just to be helpful yeah, that's it. And uh, as I said, uh, you know, volunteers in 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 uh, community radio stations, uh, people looking after the elderly, and uh, you know, uh, in uh, cross sport and, and other facets of, of the community. So we'd like to. I think it, it's very special. E- even yourself, Brian, coming in here on a Friday. Um, you, you know, it's, uh, the two of us kind of work well together. Mm. We we discuss a lot of the different sports, and I think uh, you know we we both enjoy it, and uh, I think that's vital for the running of. Any any station or, or yeah. anything it's the same in the community so um, you know and, and of course uh, community stations community radio stations obviously provide um, a great a great service as well uh, but there's a lot of other great services I suppose you know for, for the elderly for, for disabled people uh, the Special Olympics like I was saying all, mm-hmm. all those kind of things and I suppose that, that touches on another thing um, you know we see now in rugby um, you know there are um Inclusion tag rugby and also, um, in, you know, mixed ability, ru- mixed ability uh, teams as well. And I mean, look in sport, it's kind of in the last number of years really that this has come about as a concept. Uh, obviously, it's in rugby, but it's actually it's starting to come into other sports as well. Obviously, you could kind of say it kind of came up more so, you know, from um, I suppose the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see what they have get the the people have gained from taking part in Special Olympics in the various sports yeah. 
Um, I suppose that there's there's hurling wheelchair hurling wheelchair basketball. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ways of including people, and it's you know it's vital. I think in in the people's own development, but I think yeah. it's, it plays an important part in sports and in sport. And I yeah. think it, it is hugely important to have these have inclusion and uh, mixed ability in in uh, sport. Yeah, I think it changed around London 2012. Yeah, there was a massive push for the Olympics but there was also a massive push for the Paralympics after it and the, they really got behind the Paralympics and that put it to the forefront of people's minds but it, like, if you talk to anyone in a wheelchair sport yeah. is the thing that has changed their lives yeah. you know you talk to people that they've never been involved in sport before no interest in sport but since they've become in a wheelchair sport's completely changed their lives you know they travel the world they meet new people they would have never met and it brings them out into the open again. That's it, and I think that's the vital. Like you make friends for life. You're a, it's a healthier exactly, lifestyle. yeah, exactly. But you're also developing skills from sport that you can also bring into your personal life, your working life, their working life. Yeah, hundred percent. You're just it's all about meeting new people and having fun. That's it. Because that's what sport is all about. At the end of the day, you know, there's a competitive side to sport, but if you if you tape it back, at the end of the day, sport is for fun. Yeah. And that's it, and and uh, it's it's also uh, you know it brings people together as well, and uh, you, you know it's a, it's a language in a, in a sense as well, isn't it? It's uh, you know it, it undergoes all yeah. the lives, you know. Exactly, you meet people you would never met before, mm. from all races, all sexes, all genders. It's for everyone, sport. Yeah. And that that's great. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on that. I thought that was a vital a vital thing to touch on. And uh, yeah, so we're moving on to uh, J and St Bridget's had a had a very good win over uh, uh, by beating Galway champions Corfin. This is a game now that maybe we, a lot of people would have thought would have been a lot closer. Um, some people, someone, t- some people might have tipped uh, Cara Finn, um, but I suppose there's a number of areas, and other people like like ourselves were wanted uh, and tipped um, Newcastle or um, St Bridges. But I, I think the key thing about this was a number of things. When you when you uh, analyse both teams, and like both teams have some great players. Mm. Uh, personally, you know, I think when you look at it, um, there's a number of things. Kickouts are important. Avoiding giving away a freeze in uh, yeah. easy positions from scorable positions, but I think this game was kind of won and lost in midfield. Both both teams have very good uh, very good midfields uh, from a from um, from a defensive point of view. I suppose Brian Stack, um, Mark, and Gary Size that was kind of the pairing that people, a lot of people would have focused on. And uh, you know it has to be said Brian Stack did that did so well yeah. in spades in that se- sector. And then you look up front, Breno Carroll got man of the match. Serious, serious forwards. The half yeah. forward line and full forward line. Yeah, I think mm, a few people had Bridget's or had Curfin favourites, maybe because they saw Curfin against uh, Balna, and then they saw on the flip side they saw Bridget against Moel, um, who you know weren't overly impressive. I know everyone expects you to beat the Leitrim champions. You know, um, that's not to be the Leitrim champions in yeah. any stretch of imagination, but. Uh, um, both them, both them guys were playing horrendous conditions. Yeah, and um, I th- so Bridges were happy enough to win as underdogs. Yeah, but you know the thing with this game, they got a great start. You know they had won two up early on, and they never had to come from behind. And uh, yeah, Ben O'Carroll scoring one seven. Um, that's an amazing scoreline, an amazing um, 
individual performance by him, but overall team performance, you know, at the back, uh, Brian Stack, uh, Pierce Forrest and Rory Fallon, excellent in defence. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're down to the last four and who's to say they can't go on and win it? You know, the yeah. field is stacked, you know, you have the, you've, um, the Ulster champions probably going to be Glen, yeah. maybe, or Scottstown. Um, Ulster champions. And then the Ulster champions. Ulster is going for, they're going for, Ulster are going for three in a row. Yeah. Uh, Kill McCud. They won't be easy a bit, but yeah, they should be going in there full of confidence. Have a nice break now over the winter. Um, have a nice bit of turkey and then get back on the training ground again and hopefully go all the way. And of course, look, we couldn't mention that, uh, um, you know, Kilmacook Croaks versus Nace without mentioning what a, what a goal by Shane Walsh. Yeah. It looks like he's back in, he's back uh, back to his best again, and uh, that's kind of worrying from a Roscommon point of view at inter county level as well. Mm. If, if he can, if he if he can continue playing that of course look at he's, he's still involved with Croaks if they get to an All-Ireland final you know he might need a break I don't know yeah. it's how, how you handle him then from uh, mm-hmm. go back to Galway um, he'll need a break for a couple of weeks um, you know so he, he, he might have given it his, his all for um, for, for chemical Croaks and will, will he still have enough to give for Galway from a worst common point of view hopefully not but mm. uh, if, he, if he can continue on that it's it's kind of watch out for the, the other yeah. teams in Ireland How yeah he's a, he's a brilliant footballer you know left yeah. or right foot he just he makes it look effortless when he's on song yeah, there's no better than him at the moment but uh, you know it's not just him for Kilmacud you know they've great players all over the field um, I think the scoreline kind of flattered them in the final though I think yeah. uh Nace were well in it with about 10 minutes to go. Um, but yeah, you know, three, that's three, going for three All-Irelands in a row. Yeah. Um, so they're a formidable outfit. That's it. And uh, just, just to let uh, people know, at Lee, Camogie team have defeated uh, defeated St. Joseph's Dora Bearfield uh, from Clare in the All-Ireland Junior Camogie semi-final. And uh, they advanced to the final chemical croaks we just covered there. And uh, in the senior cl- club hurling, um, in Munster, Ballygunner are the Munster champions after defeating Clare champions Clonlara, and um, Leinster, cha- Leinster champions, uh, Leinster champions from Kilkenny, um, O'Loughlin Gales, and uh, they defeated Dublin's Nafina. And of course, Galway now, and it just goes to show you how much how how costly it is to run a county team or county teams, you know, in, in a in county because obviously there's minor, junior, there's minor under 21 under 16 senior and then the same in Hurling um, Galway in Galway uh, last season there was a 2.5 million spend on preparation for uh, for last season however it's, uh, it's it is very costly for all for all county teams nowadays it's getting outrageous because and I suppose you know if you're training under lights that costs money um, you know insurance mm. uh, equipment Gear, yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, transport games to and from games, meals, exactly. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're a team with say down the west of Ireland, Mayo, Roscommon, Galway, you know, you have to get players back during the week, maybe two times during the week, and get them back up, get them fed. You know, that all adds up. Yeah, um, and I suppose Dublin have set the bar of what where you need to be at to win All Ireland. And but I suppose the thing with Dublin is they don't have any players travelling. No, exactly. All, yeah, all their players, all their players are are based in Dublin, so they don't exactly. And that's just there. that's just the luck of the draw. That's just the way it's gone. Yeah. But but uh, I suppose that's the money you're going to have to be spending to 
to win All Ireland. You know, it's not cheap. Nothing in the country is cheap anymore. That's it. You that's know? it. And uh, yeah, so we're going to move on then. Of course, the uh, just so I want uh, some good news on the GA front in Roscommon. Um, it's all it's all good at the moment. Um, the per- planning permission has been granted for the uh, Dermot Early. Centre of Excellence, which is great. Uh, of course, there's, four, a couple of, there's uh, several pitches. I think it's three pitches, uh, normal pitches, and uh, two um, astroturf pitches, and, and a great centre as well. The whole lot. Um, look, a lot of a lot of counties have it already, so I think it's it's much needed. But credit to uh, Brian Carroll and everyone in the, in the county board and everyone involved in getting this through. And uh, you know, it'll be a couple of years, obviously, before uh, before it all comes to fruition. But it is vital for the future of uh, Roscommon football exactly and as we said before that's where the bar is set anymore Yeah, you know if if you want to be joining at the top table you these are things money, you yeah. have to spend money that's yeah. just the long and the short of it but actually just going back to compliment the playing surface yeah. the last day you know in the middle of December was incredible Yeah, it was perfect it's like a pitch in the middle of summer it's credit to the ground staff over there Absolutely, uh-huh. you know, and it's uh, it was resurfaced there a number of years ago, and it's it's really you know any time of year you go on it, it's a, it's a lovely pitch. Yeah, well, on the flip side, you look at Castle Bar, which was yeah done two years ago, and they had to come back in and do it. So, yeah, credit to the ground staff. That's it, and uh, in the All Ireland hurling club, hurling St Thomas is now the fixtures now for the the All Ireland. Uh, St Thomas's ta- of Galway take on Ballygunner, and O'Loughlin Gales take on Rory o- Rory Oak of Cushendall in the All Ireland series. So that's there. There's two uh, good games. I suppose the the, the mouth watering game though has to be St Thomas's versus Galway, or yeah, St Thomas's of Galway versus Ballygunner. Yeah, Ballygunner looks super impressive against uh, the Clare champions. You know, brushed them aside. I think it was. They were always the two goals ahead. So yeah, they're just an amazing club team. That's it. You, you know, know, how do you stop them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Build a block wall. Yeah, they'll get over that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, they have well. a plan for that. <laughs> no better buckles. Yeah. Uh, the URC now uh, looking at Connacht, Ulster, Munster, and Leinster, and I suppose from a Connacht point of view, they're playing tonight. They're playing by on uh, in Europe, and of course, I suppose if you're looking at it from a county, uh, from a Roscommon point of view, it's great to see Dennis Buckley back playing, uh, getting sustained. Uh, game time, and Bundyaki is back, and Mac Hansen, all the Ireland international backs. Players that are uh, play for Ireland that play for Connacht are back. Uh, vital when you when you look at the the games that uh, Connacht have coming up. But uh, you know it start it all starts in Europe tonight in the sports ground. Yeah, but they'll be devastated after last weekend's results against yeah. Leinster. You know, it was a game they had won a few times. You yeah. know, and just silly mistakes, but in discipline. You know, they had they were all over them in the first half, and then you know had a penalty in their own half you know to get it clear to get up the line and just in discipline to you know pull the scrum cap off one of the Leinster players referee, yeah. referee reverses it and Leinster get a try and they're back in the game but uh, yeah interesting to see uh, Bundyaki back his first game back and uh, even though they lost last weekend it's great to see Mac Hansen back he's just he makes stuff look effortless on a rugby field yeah, you know absolutely. he's always able to get the ball away for an offload um, yeah hopefully you get the win tonight and uh you know, try and make an impact on Europe this year. 
that's it and uh, on to Ulster then um, you know there was uh, yeah Munster there, there's uh, some you know I suppose uh, like when you compare Connacht to like a couple of years ago to the way they are now they're you know they, they've been very unlucky in at least two of the games yeah. th- this season so like they're not as it though like they went the majority of the games they lost they're actually oh, making they're, a difference this yeah, season they're competing in games and you know they're, uh, they're eighth in the URC now and they'll be disappointed with that you know because you know, a lot of the international players are coming back into the squads now and Connacht probably would have felt that they could be higher up playing teams without international players. I know Connacht have a few international players missing themselves, but yeah, hopefully a good run in Europe this year. That's it. And uh, then moving on to uh, moving on to the Republic of Ireland. Uh, I was talking to Robbie actually on, on Atlanta Community Radio. We, we do a thing every week um, looking ahead to the weekend. But we, we were reflecting on, uh, we were looking back on Ireland's, uh, you know, played 6-1, six, 6 under Eileen Gleeson. You know, if it's broken, why fix it? I mean, you know, but credit has to go to Vera Pau to a certain extent. She qualified them for them a World Cup. They have World yeah. Cup experience now. Um, I suppose that there's more. They, they, they seem to be able to. The players seem to be able to express themselves better and they've a bit more freedom. And maybe you know that, that they're thriving on that under under Eileen uh, Gleeson. Yeah, well, the thing with Vera Pau is obviously it was great to get to the World Cup, and from all vantage points, she did an amazing job. But I suppose the one question that hangs over is, you know, what could have been, you know, with the World Cup? Because, you know, when the players came out after the World Cup and they weren't happy with her management, you know, maybe what could have been? Could they have got out of the group yeah. if there was a different manager in charge? I suppose we'll never know. We can only judge on what the players are saying and they weren't happy. Yeah. So it's ne- never great to have a happy camp. But, you know, they dusted themselves down and they've gone into the Nations League and you know, I watched most of their games. They've great coverage in RT, and uh, yeah, they're super impressive bunch of girls. Yeah. But Katie McCabe just seems to be a level above oh, anything yeah. we've ever seen for Ireland. Mm. She just makes everything so effortless. Like um, her first touch, the goal she got against Northern Ireland. You know, took it on the left, came in, and curled it in around the keeper. Um, yeah, just really looking forward to now getting up into the nation, the first league of the nations, and you know, competing against the. Uh, the Englands and the Netherlands and the Germanys and the Frances and just see where exactly are they that's it and of course I suppose uh, vital now for, for the future now is getting having players coming through so that's uh, I mean the future at the moment the future looks bright for the next couple of years but I think now they need to the, you know getting the structure infrastructure it's at ex- underage now is, is the next thing exactly we see what rugby at the moment is riding the crest of a wave and soccer, women's soccer is no different you've got to strike while iron's hot and it all comes down to funding if you put the funding in, you're going to get the results back. We see the lack of funding going into the men's game and, you know, look at the state we're in now at the moment. But if you can put money into the women's games and, you know, for young girls looking up to, would say, five, six years ago, maybe even ten years ago, everyone wants to be the next Katie Taylor. Yeah. I think everyone in young girl in Ireland now wants to be the next Katie McCabe. Yeah, that's it. And when you have a role model like that and the way she conducts herself on and off the field, you know, you see her on social media... She's always giving jerseys to young Irish fans that come over. She's always making them welcome. Great hospitality. And, yeah, just... They need to, I suppose, make hay while the sun shines and just develop the game as much as they can. That's it. Well, thanks very much for that, and we'll be back before the end of the show. Uh, but right now, we're going to be... We're going to look back at the... We're going to go to the Roscommon and District Football League update for the results and fixtures. 
Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and the show is as always kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. And now it is time for the Roscommon District Football League update and we start with the results from last Friday night in the Jaws Bar in the Roscommon District Football League Jaws Bar uh, Challenge Cup first round, Kilkern United 2. Sky Valley Rovers 4. Moving on to the Premier Division then, and uh, Shivan Rovers 2, CPA Jacks 2, and Moor United 2, St John's Athletic 2. And moving on to Saturday then, in the Roscommon District Football League, Joe's Bar Challenge Cup, Round 1, Cam Dysert 0, Dunmore Town 4. And moving on to uh, further Round 1 matches, then St John's Athletic B, um, four, uh, five, four, five after extra time, and uh, Ballymobe came out winners on that, and uh, also Ballinagar Manor six, but uh, Manor six, Roscommon United one, and St Coons United, Hasgra nil, uh, United three, Glen Celtic four, Ballahadreen B, and uh. Boy Lock 79 and Rahara both get a bye into the next round. And uh, into the Women's Challenge League, Challenge Cup, and uh, Shivan Rovers 1, uh, St. Coons of Haskra 0, and the Cam Celtic, Balladrine, and uh, Boyle Celtic versus Kilkern United, both of those games were postponed. Castlery Celtic 4, Ballinasaw Town 1, and in the Premier Division, it's uh, Balahadrine 6, Castlery Celtic 0, and Balanasaw Town 1, Boyle Celtic 2. And moving on to the fixtures for this weekend on Friday the 8th. Um, Friday the 8th in the Reserves League, Dunmore Town take on Shivan Rovers, that's at 8pm. And on Saturday in the uh, Reserve League, CPA Jacks take on, are at home to Balanagar Manor, that game is at 11am. Uh, uh, Moor United take on Roscommon United at 11am and Sky Valley Rovers take on Boyle Celtic and that's at 7pm. On Sunday at 2 o'clock in Solar Park in Castlebar, uh, Mayo League versus Roscommon District Football League and that's in the last country, that's in the last game for uh, the, this is the last game for Roscommon District Football League in the Oscar Trainer Cup campaign. And moving on to Roscommon District Football League uh, Clune Fad take on Kilcairn United and that's in the north and in the south St John's Athletic B take on Moylock 79 and in the Women's League Kilcairn, Kilcairn take on Ballinasloe with a kick-off of 2pm Castlery Celtic versus Balhadrine at 2pm and St Coons of Hasker United at, uh, versus Con Celtic that's at 2pm and uh, moving on and that is the um that are that are the those are the fixtures and results from uh, the Roscommon and District League this week. Okay, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome one of Atlone Town's brightest young stars. It's under 17s and senior player Mary Phillips to the show. Not only has Mary been chosen as the LOI National Academy under 17s Player of the Year, but she's also added an FAI Women's Cup medal to her accomplishments this year. And as I said. I'm delighted to have Mary in the studio. Mary, how are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Hey, thanks a million for coming in. Okay, Mary, first order of business is to congratulate you on winning the FAI Ladies' Cup medal. Looking back on the day, have you processed how it all played out yet? 
Oh, um, from watching the game, I thought we were the better side for the majority of it. I know Shelburne had a purple patch after they scored their first goal. And you know, after the Shamrock Rovers game, we had the experience of the work rate that had to happen to come back from being behind. You could see from the final the impact the bench had, the pressure from Isabel to force the throw in, the cross from Marin into Gillian to make it 2-2. And once the full-time whistle had blown, I had no doubt in the girls winning on penalties. Yeah, absolutely. We actually had your manager, Kieran Kilduff, on last week. And one of the things I mentioned about this team this year is the sheer bloody-mindedness of the team. They went through four penalty shootouts to get to the final. I mean, that, that, that's what I call sitting on the toilet time, you know. It's, it's unbelievable. Just talk us through the mentality of that team because the resilience was absolutely incredible. Yeah, like um, early on in the season, a few players had left us to go to different clubs and we didn't have a great start to the season. But huge credit to Kieran and Ken, who I think they gave us great resilience through the season. I think we knew halfway through the season the league wasn't going, wasn't going to go our way. But as you can see from our last league game, away to Shamrock Rovers, going 4-1 down and coming back 4-4, just shows how much of the resilience we have. And also huge credit to the girls in training as everyone pushes each other on to have the resilience during the games. Is that something that you've kind of picked up on? I know mm. you've been on the team a very short time, but is that something that you've maybe picked up on yeah. and thought, okay, at senior level, this is the mentality you need to have? Yeah, because like, you just you know when you're playing senior level that there's you have, there's no room for giving up. You can't give up in any games. Which Absolutely. Showed. Fantastic. So you've got some valuable experience of the cup final in the bank at such a young age. How do you think that's going to help you in, in the coming years? Yeah, um, watching the girls win a major like cup final is surreal to me. It's games like these that make you want to want you want you to stay playing football. And I think at my age, it's helped me try and push on to get a place on the team. Yeah, and of course, these are the games and these are the moments that you put the the time and effort in, isn't it? The obviously to stay on the diet, which I imagine is one of the tougher parts of being a professional footballer. But obviously, doing the extra work at home, doing the skills drills at home, all that kind of stuff. Is this sort of a taste of everything that the, the work has been geared towards? Yeah, like I hope that next season that we win, that we win another major trophy from all the hard work we put through the season. Absolutely. Let's talk about your own season for a second. Second, congratulations are in order, having recently been named a Women's League of Ireland Under-17s National League Player of the Year. When did you get the word that you were being selected as the winner? Uh, I was in college one day and I got a call from Anthony and now my coaches and I was nervous because they don't normally call me so, so I, was, I wasn't going to pick up but the girls in college made me pick it up right yeah and then you know Anthony now they broke the news to me obviously and when they told me that I'd won I didn't, I didn't understand what they were saying I thought they meant like player of the year for Athlone right. and I was like oh thanks and then they broke it down for me, to, for me to understand that I won it in the league and it was just I just couldn't believe it right so when he usually rings it uh oh what yeah. I do in the last couple of days that I shouldn't have done but no listen absolutely phenomenal look you're a defender by trade and that's not a position that catches the eye often when it comes to picking up end of season awards talk us through your strengths as a defender and how you play on the pitch for us if you can my strengths as a defender okay uh, yeah I feel like I'm very good at attacking the ball in the air because of my height, but I'm also able to drive with the ball, which is a good thing. But I feel my biggest strength that helps me the most as a defender is how calm I am on the ball. Some would say I'm too calm on the ball, and so on aisle, you know. But even if I lose the ball, I still have Connie behind me, slight tackling every person she sees. I feel like I model my game on my older brother, Daniel, 
the way he is very calm on the ball and he's in control of the game. And we wouldn't be the player we are without our dad's help because he helped us from young. So he's obviously a big football fan. Yeah. How, is that the reason why you got into football? Yeah. Because your dad? Yeah, he was a footballer back in his day. Oh, excellent. Uh, where did your dad play football? Yeah, he was a pro. He was a professional footballer like back in Nigeria. Nice, mm. nice. Who did he play for? Do you know? Oh, Abil, how do you pronounce it? Abiola Babes, yeah. Nice, very good, excellent. Uh, is there a particular team that you and your dad follow? Uh, no, not me. I don't okay. know. No. Is there any player that you look at on, in the Premier League, for example, or even in the women's? Unfortunately, to cut short that uh, that interview, um, but uh, thanks very much to Robbie for that interview. Um, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. We hope you you liked all the everything that we uh, spoke about on the show, and we hope you'll tune in again next week. Uh, myself and uh, Brian, uh, thanks very much, Brian, for uh, for being my wingman once again. And uh, no problem. Th- we'll, we'll keep you on for another week, I think. Oh, yeah, I'll be, be on time. next time, though. We, we might we might even uh, we might have to give you a long term contract. Um, but uh, yeah so it's great as always to have Brian so uh, he's ongoing uh, it's great to have him on board uh, in the sports show so uh, thanks very much Brian and uh, thanks very much to you for listening and of course uh, the uh, sporting action continues over the weekend if you're going to any games or watching any any games or events on the sporting events on the TV enjoy them and we'll talk to you again next week thank you bye